This is the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We hope that you find it encouraging, motivational, and beneficial to you in your day-to-day walk. For all your Prove Yourself Right needs, please follow us on all social media platforms. Also become a subscriber through ACAST, which you can find in a link in our descriptions and our bios through our social medias. Thank you for your time. Thank you for supporting the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Prove Yourself Right podcast, and I'm your host, Jonathan Rose, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Shay. How you doing this Sunday morning, Shay? Doing great. Happy to be here. Happy Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. And we are back with Sunday sermons from Pastor Darius of the Change Church, mm-hmm. and he had another beautiful, beautiful message this morning, and we thank you, Pastor Darius, for showing up every Sunday and being our pillar in which we get our spiritual understandings and unpackings and sermons from each and every Sunday. For sure. Well... Uh, I pray everybody's feeling good, happy, um, ready to take on another week. Hey, we keep on going here, y'all. Y'all just keep going. Mm-hmm. Every day is to be embraced, endured, and you figure it out along the way. Whatever next week holds, you are capable of. Just give it time and continue to move along your journey and never get stagnant and never go backwards. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't ever take steps back. Always continue forward because you can always get an abundance in, ahead of you. You can never... Redeem anything that's already surpassed you or passed you. Facts. So today, Pastor titled his message, Why He Wants to Lila. Why He Wants to Lila. And this is still coming from the uh, series of Menology in which Pastor opened up with last week. So this is an extension of that. And today, he did a great breakdown. And I'm going to start it with these two um, unpackings. That I wrote down, but it came from Judge chapter 14, verse 4, if you're looking for the scripture. And my first unpacking is, the devil is not only in the details, he's also in the denial. Oof. And Pastor said, this also, denial turns what could be a season into a cycle. Come on. So today, y'all, we just want to start it off like this. I'm going to just start giving my good rundown. Uh... Personally, great message, Pastor, and I'm, I like the word denial Yeah. because it ties in for me with my word for a few years, which was accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability, accountability and denial go hand in hand mm-hmm. because the reason I wasn't accountable, because I was always in denial. Yeah. And the way I got out of denial is being more accountable to my personal actions and things that I had, quote unquote, personal direct influence on. And just as Pastor was talking today, he was just talking along the lines of understanding your full self. And he was talking about duality and how I I articulated duality is trying to find a balance between who you are to who you are developing to be. Mm -hmm. And Pastor was just giving these different understandings and unpacking. And I just remember... Starting this spiritual journey, and like I said, I always been spiritual. I always grew up in church. Just never took my spirituality into a significance understanding for self. Mm-hmm. I always had the general understanding that everybody that went to church that day got, but I didn't understand what how it impacted my personal day to day life. And now that I do, I get what Pastor talking about this duality. Sometimes I get subject to the lusts of the world, mm-hmm. and I, I I want things and. 
um, this, that, and the third I set out to achieve and, and gain and gross. I love money in the sense of like, I love money because I know like to do what we want to do out here in the world, you have to have money. And you also work jobs, which grosses you that money and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And what Pastor was talking about today, he said this, it's not that people don't love you. It's that some people may love something else a little bit more. Oh. And it, he was talking about loyal love and all of this unpacking I'm giving y'all, man, I've been all through that. And when Pastor talked about duality, I was looking at myself as, man, I loved football, but I loved football in a sense that I always knew professional athletes got paid big money. Mm. So I wanted to be my best because I, I I feel like I'm a great football player, but I also wanted to be my best because I know the best get paid the big bucks. Mm. Now, where it gets misconstrued, that's the who I am. Now, the who I'm developing to be, I just want to be a good family man, good person. I want to have better character traits than I displayed while I was making all that big money and doing all those things. So I, I kind of figured out once I wasn't doing it for the money, I realized I really didn't care about football that much. Y'all got to stay with me. My whole life, I wanted to be a good football player, but I also wanted to be a good football player knowing that it would get me and my family into a different financial space that we would be in. When we grew up, we loved Michael Jordan for what he could do, but we also knew Michael Jordan was a household name. Uh, We knew Michael Jordan had money just because he was in what he was in. So the things that you kind of turn a blind eye to are really relevant and should be prioritized and stay priority, if y'all stick with what I'm saying. So it's, it's people out here that want bags and certain stuff. Do you want them more when you see other people with them? Or, or does it still hit the same as just personal want? Like, hey, I like the new J's. I'm going to get the new J's just because I want it. If you don't get them the week they come out, the next week you see some people with them, that make you want it more? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Pastor was hitting on today. Sometimes we are influenced by things that are of the world in which... We subject, we subject ourselves to being of the world. Mm-hmm. So all the hurts we feel are not personal. It's because we're doing a comparison. And what comparison is, they say, is the thief of joy. So we're having a hard time finding love, happiness, fulfillment because we're compartmentalizing it in a way that somebody else is showing it mm-hmm. to how we want to have it. And yeah. it'll never give you the fulfillment you want and need from your life. So I'm going to let you start your unpacking, Shannon. What you picked up on in this message? Uh, so many things. And I love everything you said because I think a lot of it really resonated with me as well. You know, Pastor talked about, you know, denial makes it impossible to change me. Mm-hmm. It makes me live like I'm blind. So through the denial, it provides us the inability to really see the truth. And like you said, take accountability. Right. That was the best word to tie into it because I think denial makes it always seem like something's happening to us. And we're a product of the results of the actions of other people as mm-hmm. if we didn't do anything or play a role in it at all, you yeah. know, when, and that's what keeps us imprisoned in that state. That's what keeps us settling on that level, assuming that we have nothing to do with why our life is the way it is. Mm-hmm. But in fact, we're the thing that needs to change, right. you know? And so I think that was super important. I think that played a really big role when Pastor was talking about denial and how it impacts our lives. I also like when Pastor talked about duality as well, because you know, he said the duality piece of two parts of us, you know, so two different and opposite parts within us just makes us human. And it's the reminder of leaning on God and our standards being rooted in God's word because it's always going to lead us down the right path. 
And like you said, living in the world, but not being of the world is super important because our duality is gonna impact the things that we want. And I am guilty of it. You know, I can have a day where I wake up, pray, work out, come back home, start doing, you know, start working and the day continues and just feeling like everything's good. I talk to you, we're having a good day, like everything's fine. But if yeah. I expose myself to something, if I watch something, all of a sudden I have these other little desires and needs that up until this point <laughs> really were at the forefront of my mind. Right. It didn't really feel like it was something I needed, but the exposure, you know, was so critical and the exposure impacted what I felt like was a desire. And that was so important for Pastor to shed light on because it just exposed the areas of my own heart that I still need to work on mm -hmm. and I need to give over to God. And what Pastor said too, when he said, disobedience forfeits protection, mm. you know, God is trying to keep us from consequences that he never intended us to be exposed to. But once you're exposed to it, there's only so much he can do. Mm. He can work it for our good, of course, but it didn't have to be that way. And I think that's the part that's so important. It's that sometimes we're exposing ourselves to things that God always intended to protect us from. I love where you're at right now. And I, I hate to interrupt you, but I want to get in on this because it go back to the football thing I was just saying. Mm -hmm. I got into it for the love of the game and the money. Mm -hmm. once, I, once I became not good at the game, I extra glorified the money. Mm. But at the end of the day, I knew I was underperforming. But I reconciled my underperformance by, I still get a check this week. Ooh. So some of us are underperforming in life, but since the small portion of the main thing is getting mm -hmm. accepted and we're getting fulfillment from that, we'll accept underperforming. And um, it just goes back into the disobedience for fits protection. Mm -hmm. You can't protect those whom don't obey. On. And one thing I remember telling God, I would never get greedy. I would never become money hungry. So what did I just articulate? Once I wasn't good at the game, what what did my only prioritizing go to? I still get paid more than most yeah. of you. Like God also, along my journey, it got tougher. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering like, why is it so tough now? Because God said you have, uh, you have switched your priorities. Yeah. And he said some of those priorities that you just switched were the only reason you were in XYZ entity. Mm -hmm. So now God say, I can't allow you to continue to flourish here because now your your understanding has changed. And beyond that, what I know, and this is just personal, y'all, what I know once your understanding changed, your character changed. So, when, so you become a different person when you start to move and articulate things differently. And that's so real because Pastor talked about sometimes we mistaken God trying to correct us like a season of correction mm -hmm. for life just lifing and so it feels like coincidences or things happening back to back and feel like disadvantages it could be God trying to correct something in our character right you know and it, it makes me think about us and just certain seasons that we've been in together but those seasons were to address our individual stuff mm -hmm. right our individual tendencies of God's like, I don't want this for y'all. Like, I don't want this for you. I don't think this is, this isn't what I had in store for you. I, I do think that God is going to use us for the highest good. And that's always my prayer. I always pray that God uses both of us, our union and as individuals for our highest good. And in praying that now that I say it, I realize that God's like, I will do that. Yeah. But in order to do that, I'm going to have to correct some of the things that you might think you want 
some of the things you might entertain mm -hmm. that was nev that's not gonna allow me to fully use you the way that he wants to use you mm -hmm. use me when I get to that stage. And I'm about to go on and pivot this because you just made it so easy. So exactly what you articulated is what Pastor said today. You were born to protect Israel from the Philistines, mm. but you like Philistine women. Mm. He was talking about um, Samson. Yeah. And Samson's purpose. That mm. Samson was gifted with amazing strength mm -hmm. to be able to protect Israel. But Samson had a soft spot for Philistine women. Mm -hmm. So the people he was supposed to defend his people from, he had a liking for the women in that tribe. So in which gave him a soft spot for his enemy. Mm -hmm. In which you can't, in realistic uh, comprehension, you can't want to save somebody but also hate them at the same time. It's just... It's hard to do that. Mm -hmm. So in the unpacking of what you just said, I'm going to get my football reference, but then I'm going to let you go on your reference because I know you got a great unpacking. God was like, what you went into football for, you have now went off that track. And I can no longer bless you in your elevation because you are no longer mm -hmm. serving your purpose how you once were. Mm -hmm. And now your purpose is being manipulated by you and you're not fulfilling said purpose to wholehearted understanding. And when he was unpacking this, man, it made me feel a certain way because I was like, man, I just love football. But then I became a money-hungry, greedy, egotistical person once the game did what the game was always going to do. Yeah. <laughs> the game was always going to be the game, y'all. Mm -hmm. How I respond and react to it is solely on me. And Pastor was putting it into words today. Some of our missions get met, get mixed up because we think we're doing so good, but we also doing going against the grain. Mm -hmm. So like, it, it wasn't that Samson wasn't protecting properly. It was no way he could protect properly, but also letting that oh, little man. thing slide. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I, I like the women, so I ain't, I'm gonna kill all the men, but the women can come in. Come but those, those are women of that same culture. So once your culture goes down, you like how? They, they went down because of the lack of or grace or overlooking that you allowed. Mm -hmm. You allowed your, your foundation to crumble as well. So you also allowed yourself to be um, put in a detriment. 100%. You put yourself in a self-sabotaging situation. Mm -hmm. Like you like what's killing you. Mm, you know? like, like what's killing you. And that's the thing that you have to be clear about. And it's so... Honestly, I love unpacking and doing this with you because I love to hear you talk about with reference to your life because we talk about it a lot prior before coming here, you know, mm -hmm. but just the understanding of we have those conversations. Now, I always would always say, is it football and money? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it? What is the thing that you love? Because then we can talk about a game plan. Mm -hmm. You know, we could talk about how to address and attack it. And Pastor talked about Paul and how Paul was very honest about his duality and very honest about wanting following God, wanting mm -hmm. to do all that God wanted him to do, but also having air thoughts and areas in his heart that he felt were evil, you know, that didn't align. And the reason, the thing that allowed him to continue to live a good life and a life following God was that he was honest and open about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that's so important. Like our desire to seem okay and good all the time doesn't help us get to the root and to the meat of the problem. Ooh, and... What you just hit on again is a little sense of loyal love. Mm. And my unpacking, when I was, was talking about football, what loyal love would 
be unpacked and how it would be unpacked and that is like me sticking to football and loving football and keeping the money thing balanced no matter the good or bad mm -hmm. and that's what pastor was saying with the statement i made when i said it's not that people don't love you it's that some people may love something else a little bit more I wholeheartedly said I love football and I love the money I gained from the game. Mm -hmm. But I never, I didn't say that in a space where one was impacted. Mm. I only said it when, when everything was good. I, I don't I don't articulate the same way when some stuff is up, down, or, or comes off a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And that's what Pastor was trying to get us to understand. Even what you just said. You can love to sacrifice for your people, but also... How much do you really love sacrificing for your people if you're sacrificing everything within self yeah. to make said people happy? Because mm -hmm. that's not loyal love. Mm -hmm. If you love your people, you got to love your people by telling them no to keep yourself sustainable. Sure. That's not that you don't love them. You just know, hey, if I give y'all this, I have nothing. So to keep us functioning till I until I can get an abundance to give you, I have to tell you no now to give you a, a yes later. Mm -hmm. Because if I give you a yes now, I won't be worth anything later and that will be a deficit and that's a bad sacrifice. I don't know how to put it in no, particular words, but yeah, you, you basically did a empty sacrifice. For sure. You sacrificed for nothing that was going to gain you anything. Mm -hmm. And when you say like gain you anything in the sense of to be able to be at service, mm. you know how you've got to fill your own cup to be able to fill those of others as well. Right. I think that's so important. I think you hit on it so well. And the loyal love part is is real you know us just being honest about just because the love is real doesn't mean that it's right mm -hmm. is what pastor said and we need to be very aware and critical that the devil's going to use certain relationships and certain desires of ours to taint it and to get us off course and so we need to be really honest about examining our hearts and saying what is the position of my heart where do i stand on certain things and it's exposed when it's tough mm -hmm. the second it gets tough it, it really exposes where you really where you really stand and how you really feel about certain things. And that's why when we say it's divine pairing and I'm so thankful to God and I wake up every day thanking him first and foremost for just the life that he's given me and partnering me with you. Because even when you are mean, because of whatever reason, I'm like, I love that man. And yeah. I know his heart and I'm clear about that, you know, yeah. and I can't say that about a lot of other things and a lot of other relationships. But I'm so thankful that because I can exercise it in our divine pairing and with you, I can... I can really apply it to other parts of my life. 100%. And so if I can use the things that God's given me, that he's given me with a lot of purity and that he's given me to examine myself and to better myself in other areas, I can really begin to walk a life that he's proud of and walk a life that he's involved in every single detail. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's just really critical. And, and everything passed the hit on today with the duality piece and denial, it just really hit home and just reminded me about examining myself and telling God to work through me and in me and, you know, not to forget that it's going to be a hard walk all the time and be thankful for the, the things that I know are really 10 toes down like you. Mm -hmm. And this is with all that doing that process keeps you in a state of mind of good clarity. Mm -hmm. And it also teaches you to give yourself grace for sure. All that unpacking you just said, those two things were evident. You found a way to, yeah, times are hard and everybody's asking this and that for me, but I can find grace for self mm -hmm. so I don't self-sabotage. For sure. And I thought about a podcast I heard of Inky Johnson and Cam the other day, and this statement goes perfect with it. Adversity 
introduces a person to themselves. Cam Cam said that to Inky, and um, wow. I wrote that down. Yeah, and that was a gem because I get it. The athlete in me gets it, but the man also gets it too. When people, when I hear my cousin T Ray say, "Man, them kids changed me," mm. I see it, yeah. and I get what he means without even being in his shoes to really get the understanding of it. I he can articulate. I'll be like, "Yeah, bro, I, I know where you're going with this." Even me. Being on my spiritual journey these last six to eight years, feeling different, being different. Mm -hmm. I can articulate it in a way that people can see because it's so real. And I did the real work and I under, I have a real understanding of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not in denial. This is real life, hands-on, trial and error. And I did it and I have the experience, receipts to prove it. Yeah. And that's what that is. Adversity shows a, shows a person who they really are. And I want to um, throttle down with these key points that Pastor talked about today. So he titled it, Why He Wants Delilah. And he gave us these key points of why he chose Delilah. Mm. And one that Pastor was speaking on the first one, he said, she wasn't dismissive of his desires. And he said, what that does is it creates mutiny within men. Going back to the understanding and unpacking of the Menology podcast, um, Menology sermons that he's on right now. Women don't understand. Sometimes you can dismiss a man's desires to the point where he just he's just gonna go entertain somebody else just to get a different understanding. Yeah. Just to hear what he wants to hear. Just to feel what he wants to feel. So you create a mutiny, which is like rebellion against your relationship, just because you don't have the articulate grace to give your person. You can you can shut people down gracefully. You can tell people, no, I don't think that's a good idea gracefully without demeaning them, without belittling them. Mm -hmm. And that's what Pastor was saying. She wasn't dismissive of his desire. So that's why he chose a Delilah. He went to a Delilah and she articulated better than the, the person connected to him. Mm -hmm. So it made him do X, Y, Z. Not justified. We're just talking the reasons why, y'all. This ain't None of this is justified, but we're telling you the triggers that push people there so people can start to identify and acknowledge the triggers. And I don't know if you want to say something about that one, babe. No, I think it's true. You know, it's just sometimes we weigh what's important to other people on our own scale. And mm -hmm. I think that's how it becomes dismissive. I think if something's important to somebody else and they're important to you, that's enough. Okay. I don't think we need to then apply it to how does what's important to you matter to me in my world, mm -hmm. right? I think it's valuing that person and just simply valuing their needs. Okay. And Pastor said the second one was this. She didn't demonize his differences. Mm -hmm. And I articulated as she didn't make him feel belittled because of traits he doesn't have or can't articulate properly. Some men ain't soft, tender, and, and loving and caring, but will try to be that for you. But you also can't, oh, that ain't soft enough. You ain't doing it right. Okay, yeah. now I'm trying my best. I ain't, this ain't my cup of tea, baby. But I am trying just for you. Mm -hmm. But when you come off demonizing, like, oh, that's too rough. Never mind. Don't do it. Never mind. That ain't good enough. All right. So you ain't going to give me no ain't sympathy. It's always grace. Grace. I ain't telling you to be sympathetic. I'm just saying, since I'm trying my best, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Walk me through it. Instead of being like, ah, oh, forget it. You you ain't got it. But I'm your person. Though. Don't you want me to get it? And that creates these deficits in our minds. Men can shut down easily because we don't have those nurturing traits that women are naturally born with. So that's why women are nurturers. That's why women make kids, birth kids, and are the 
main um, nurturers when it comes to raising kids because y'all have that trait that naturally comes with women. Mm -hmm. And it just gets, it's easy to say with kids, but you also got to have grace with adults. And beyond that, people connected to you. If you want, what, I, what we always talking about investments. If you want to return on your investment, you got to be gracious with that investment. And you got to be hands-on with that investment. It ain't just going to, you don't get to put it in and it's going to just give you something back naturally. No, it's going to like that flower reference we always talk about. If you don't want that flower leaves to die and be chipping away, you better water it mm -hmm. and make sure it got all the nutrients it needs. Or otherwise, you're allowing it to be and conform how it's conforming. Yeah. You got anything you want to say on this one? No, nothing on the demonizing his differences. I think it's just like you said, grace. Yeah. Exercise that grace. Okay, the third one. Pastor said she didn't have a view of her spirituality that diminished her sensuality. And what Pastor was talking about along these lines is like being able to be affectionate and intimate without judgment of character. Some women be like, oh, I can't do that. That go against, oh, come on now. we This is your person. Mm -hmm. We grown, y'all. Like, woo. Pastors said, said this in sermons. Some of y'all take the Bible too literal. If people took the Bible so literal, we wouldn't even have a population. We would all die off because everybody's scared to have sex and be intimate with their partners. Some stuff behind closed doors is okay. Yeah. Everything that ain't got to be judged like you in the church house doing it. <laughs> if y'all get what I'm saying, I'm going to drink me a beer and I'm going to drink me some wine. And I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get wild every now and then. I ain't going to go to church and cry because I got wild every weekend. Come on, y'all. Some stuff got to be understood. But in reality, people condemn people about things that are just human nature. And, and just in this sense of how pastor was breaking it down, some women will make it hard for a man to love them based on the standard and stuff they uphold. Now, we can't do that. That's 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 wrong. Well, I mean, it's us though, baby. So like I said, I can do that for you. No, you you shouldn't even have to go down XYZ road for me. Like some stuff we're denying is relationship credentials. Some of that stuff is beneficial. Some of that stuff can make some of y'all relationships better. But you're so resentful for it because you're trying to stick to a code that don't that ain't always literal. The Bible ain't always literal, y'all. That's why they we talk about discernment, understanding, and clarity. So we know what we really talking about. You can't apply every scripture to every part of life or else you won't live sometimes <laughs> and that's all i gotta do on that unpacking i just think that when it comes to the views of spirituality that diminishes her sensuality i don't i, I don't know if i think that people are applying the bible per se i mm -hmm. think they're just applying what they think is convenient for them to get to opt out of meeting the needs of their partner mm. i think it's that because Excuse i don't make her yeah i don't i think that the bible says a lot about being submissive and taking care of your partner from a woman's perspective and to be honest we can't be hypocritical right there's certain mm. other things where we don't apply it mm. that we can't apply in some sense like you can't not love your neighbor and be mad at a friend and treat her crazy not be able to forgive her i just i think that i think we have to examine ourselves and it's another thing too when it's out of not to sound old-fashioned mm -hmm. wedlock i don't think it was meant to be with a lot of people thank you right so sometimes it's our inability to have made better decisions in our past and it's impacting our ability to really be open and loving with our person in our future mm, i like that right now baby thank you no problem babe. and our final one that pastor talked about this morning was she communicated with him without emasculating him. Yeah. And all that is is 
I broke it down as she talked to him and not talked at him. Mm-hmm. And that's it, y'all. Oh, man, we are trying to be as graceful as we can with women. And I had to take a deep breath because Shana know we go through this daily and I'm okay with it. As long as I know she's picking up the understanding. Where I get frustrated is where I know it's becoming a cycle and I can't let that happen. I can't let you get into this. Oh, if I cry, he'll, no, I won't. <laughs> Not this time. The first time, okay, you cry, nah, I reacted. But you ain't no baby. Every time you cry, I ain't coming running. But once you compartmentalize that, it, it becomes manipulation, y'all. Yeah. And relationships don't grow when two people trying to be together are being manipulative towards each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got out of that. Talk to him, not at him. Shana know I'll do everything. I'll do the garbage. I'll take that out. Uh, washing dishes, I'll do that. Cleaning up, I'll do that. But talk to me, not at me. Mm-hmm. She could be doing something. Hey, are you not going to clean up the top? Like, for one, you ain't even addressed you wanted me to. You was cleaning up everything else. I just supposed to know. Oh, well, she ain't going to clean the tubs. Let me do that. Like Some p- women don't even articulate before they blow up. Yeah. They just mad that I wanted some help. Well, you should have said, hey, help me, please. And I would have came and helped you. Mm-hmm. But don't don't give me this grunting around, <laughs> huffing and <laughs> He going to figure it out. And I'm not. I'm just thinking you probably having a stroke or a seizure because you huffing and puffing and crying and oofing and offing. Use your words. Like we tell our kids, I, 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 use your words. Some of us adults need to go back a little little bit and pick that up. Use your words sometimes. I can't feel your energy. I don't want to air my homie out, but him and his girl had that, bro. Me and my homie was talking. His girl came home having a rough day, and my homie was trying to figure it out. He was like, hey. I said, hey, bro, just call me back after you you handle that. And all it was, his girl had a rough day. He happened to be on the phone. She couldn't get it out because she didn't know who he was on the phone with. So she had to tough it out until... They could have their one on one. Also, she could have. She got the power to tell my homie, "Hey, call me back. Let me uh, call him back and let me talk to you real quick." But in the moment, we so emotionally reactive. Uh, uh-uh, ain't nothing wrong. Throwing stuff, stomping through the house. <laughs> hey, bro, call me back, my man. Go handle that. But the, in the from the woman's perspective, just tell your man, "Hey, dead that real quick. Let me go holler at you. Hey, I'll call you right back, bro." It's, it's simple ways to do things. But certain reactions get certain responses. Mm-hmm. And you can't be mad that your reaction grossed the response that it was supposed to gross. You came in slamming stuff and he said, what's wrong with you? Don't raise your voice at me. I'm just, I didn't know. You came in here too. I'm matching energy at this point because I'm confused. You came in slamming stuff. I don't know if I did something or something happened to you. But guess how all that can be settled? With a quick bit of communication. Opening your mouth, saying how you really feel. And then you give me the chance to respond properly to the actual thing instead of me responding to my mind, trying to figure it out. Okay, maybe I did something, so I'm going to take the onus. And then I do all this unpacking about something I I thought I did, and I ain't even got to the root of it because it ain't even got nothing to do with me. So now I got to go back and start from the beginning, and now you more hot because I'm over here playing this woe is me card because I thought it was my fault, but Jerry from work got you hot. Mm -hmm. But you just had to tell me that. We could have unpacked Jerry, got you hot from work earlier. But now me and you are arguing or are about to get into something over nothing. So she communicated with him without emasculating him. Because we feel emasculated when y'all tell us you never get it. Because one thing I unpacked on here a few podcasts ago, you say some things in an emotional state that you really don't mean. And it comes off 
wrong. That's just basically it. It's going to come out wrong. Your energy and all that you feel in that situation might be right, but how you articulated it to your partner who had nothing to do with it and was only trying to help you was wrong. And now you created a situation out of nothing. A hundred percent. I think the biggest part too is when two people are coming from a place of hurt, like you said, we can say things that are just not the right way to deliver it. You know, and I think a lot of that as a black woman comes from feeling like we have to be strong and carry all the weight and do everything. So you can, if you don't address it quickly and take it to God and unpack it and all that other stuff, it can lead to, you know, a, some type of outburst mm -hmm. and it can lead to feeling like you're upset and saying things that you don't mean in that moment. So that's where a lot of it comes from. And for the purpose of it being about monology, I can imagine, you know, having people in my life that women in my life who come off a little too strong and are allowing their partner to feel as if they can make the right decisions and instill that trust in him so he feels like he is filling the space with his energy mm -hmm. the way he was always meant to. You know, God created Adam and Eve for a reason. Like that partnership and that union was intentional when God created it. So I think everyone's got to carry their weight and allow each other to do that. And naturally, some days it's not going to be equal and that's totally okay. And that's... Mm -hmm. that's meant to happen like you're experiencing life together but it's really about coming from a place of love and like it's all over the bible like if you really attack every situation from a space of love you're not going to come in hoping that person can read your mind mm. you're not going to come in too strong or aggressive with that individual you're going to come in from a place of grace and compassion and that's really the important part that we miss in our everyday life because life is just life in Man. you know and if y'all ever think life is going to stop life, you're wrong. Yeah. So that's going to conclude our Sunday sermon for today. But what I want to leave y'all with is kind of what I just said. If you think life is going to stop life, you're wrong. That's why we preach on here and we encourage on here to do self-work. Mm -hmm. Not just for yourself, for every single person connected to you and that's going to bump into you. Because what you're not understanding about this self-work journey is it's going to help you show up different and beyond that, respond different and, um, and beyond that. You can help others without having to feel like you're lending a hand. Mm -hmm. Just saying the right thing at the right time is crucial. But also you, that double-edged sword, saying the wrong thing at the wrong time is crucial. Mm -hmm. But it's all about our communication, y'all. And that's what we're here for. We're a platform for communication and understanding and bettering of relationships. And we're going to continue to, to deliver as we receive. And we appreciate y'all tuning in. And I'm going to close it out by saying, you don't have to prove anything to anyone, but you will always have to prove everything to yourself. God bless y'all. Have a great Sunday. God bless.